Hello, Connected Parents, and welcome to another episode of Connected Parenting. Today, I want to talk about how to connect when you're a really busy parent. So this is something that comes up a lot. You have a very busy job or a huge project you're working on, or you travel a lot for work. And a lot of parents feel a lot of guilt, a lot of worry. Uh, They feel disconnected from the flow and the rhythm of the family. And they really worry that they're not um, able to spend enough time with their kids. And I would suggest that it's the quality of time that's really important. There are lots of parents who are home a lot, um, but are busy at home or in one minute, I'll be there in a second, just a minute, um, and not really spending the quality time with their kids. So it's not really, I mean, obviously spending more time is good with your kids, but it's the quality of that time that really matters. So today we're going to explore that. Hi everyone, I'm Jennifer Colary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. So here's a few things that are really important. And we'll talk about parents who are away at the office a lot or busy and traveling on trips. Uh, There's a couple of things. There's a few dynamics that can really be a problem here. You don't want to become the Disney mom and the Disney dad, right? So you're there um, for such a short amount of time that when you are there, you only want it to be happy. You only want it to be pleasant. You've missed them so much. You just want there to be only joy. Uh, that can do a couple of things that can cause a lot of tension and put too much um, pressure on those moments. Um, It can also cause you to be ignoring negative behaviors and not setting limits when you actually need to. And remember that limits are love and that it is very important for you to set those limits and not just let your kids run all over you and do whatever they want because you've been away. Uh, That can actually cause more problems. So we want to make sure there's that balance. So here's a few things I want to suggest. So let's, let's start with thinking about uh, just being a really busy parent and you get home very late. So it's either important to make sure you are home by bedtime and with enough time that you're not just walking in going, Hey, I'm home. And everybody runs up to you and goes crazy and jumps around right when they're supposed to be getting into bed. Um, I know that it's important to spend time with your kids and you really want that important time, but that usually ends up backfiring. The kids end up screaming. Your spouse that's home that had them all settled is now angry. They're getting to bed too late. Then they're misbehaving the next day. It's, it's really, really important to keep those routines. So if it's possible, go in earlier in the morning and see if you can be home before bed. So with just enough time to, for things to kind of wind down, Uh, feel the rhythm of the evening a little bit, and then start the bedtime routine together. If you're going to come home in the middle of it, it's usually best to wait until they're in bed already um, or come home early enough that you can be part of that whole routine. Another thing that's really helpful now, when you come home from work and you're exhausted and you've been, you know, putting up fires all day and dealing with people asking you 50,000 questions and you walk in the door, your kids are usually, yay, daddy's home, mommy's home, and you won't believe this. And look what he did. And she did this to me. And you get like a whole kind of news report um, with, you know, usually with a very urgent tone of everything that's gone on. 
that day, you often have your spouse who has been dealing with the kids and is done going, okay, you're on tag, you're it, I'm out, I can't deal with this anymore. And if you come in, in a sort of um, hyper state thinking, I just need a minute, I just need to put my stuff away, I just need to take a second, I need to check my emails. As the kids are pulling at you, you're going to be pulling away from them. Just a minute, you guys, in a second, just give me five seconds. And right away, you're starting with that energy that doesn't feel good for anyone. So here's what I would suggest. And talk to your spouse about this. Before you just come in the house, take a minute in the car, park the car at the end of the street. Uh, if, you know, if you're getting off the subway or you're at the bus stop, just wait for a second, just sit on a park bench, take a minute, breathe, listen to some music, look at your emails, uh, answer things that you need to answer. Take that transition time to complete your day, take the time that you need to anchor yourself, ground yourself a little bit, do some breathing, listen to the birds, <laughs> look up at the sky, take a minute and then walk into the house. And when you walk into the house, you are on, you're like, okay, tell me, let me hear what. And you're right there. You're involved. You're playing, you're tickling, you kind of throw your coat off and then you're right in. That can be very, very lovely for your kids. That is a really lovely moment to kind of join with them, to show them that they're important. After you've had the connection time with them, then you can say, okay, now I need a couple of minutes. I need to wash my hands. I need to grab a coffee. I need to take a few minutes. And your kids will be much more um, open and ready to give that to you because you had this lovely kind of joining time with them. So that can be really, really helpful. And part of this is the genuineness of it, right? You're just really happy to see them. You're getting down on the floor with them. You're wrestling around with them. You're letting them jump all over you, which I know can be incredibly stressful and hard after a, a really busy day, but it's a really important time. And then actually when you do that, the kids will usually, they'll get that out of their system and you'll then actually get the time that you want to do what you need to do. Now, if you're traveling, so you're away for several days of the week at a time, or this is a regular part of things, um, there are a few things that you can do to really stay connected. So first of all, texting and little icons and sending pictures, um, baby pictures uh, of you snuggling your kids, um, you know, little kind of moments that um, really create oxytocin, showing them pictures of what you're eating, your dinner, uh, funny things that you see on your travels can be really, really helpful. Um, sending silly little icons, like just silly things, like, I don't know, a chicken or, or like a duck. It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't have to be anything. It's just silly. Just these little moments that tell your child that you're connecting with them and you're thinking about them can be incredibly helpful. Um, when you do talk to them on the phone, and, and especially if they're little, um, do story time by phone. Just have a, have a story that you're reading, a book that you're reading. Um, if it's possible, if you're not traveling where there's crazy time zones, have a story that you continue to read with them while you're away. That can be really, really helpful. With teenagers, it can be a little trickier. They don't always want to talk. They wouldn't talk that much if you were home necessarily. So I think with them, uh, the pictures are a great idea. Sending little icons and funny memes and things like that can be really helpful. Joining with them through humor, sharing things that you're doing through your, through your day can actually be wonderful. Um, and just finding ways to connect through humor and warmth 
Um, what often happens when you're away as well is you'll, you'll get the, um, the sort of like the dump of all the things that have happened that day. You won't believe this and this happened and this happened and mom did this and dad did this. And you get sort of sucked into all of that. It's very stressful when you're far away because you don't have the whole story. You're also probably very busy as well. And one of the things that, um, it's important for the spouse who's not doing the traveling to recognize is that traveling, first of all, really is very stressful. Um, it's weird to be disconnected from the family. There's moments of extreme loneliness. It's a, and there's guilt and th it's a very complicated thing to be away. Um, it's also layered because often the spouse who is home thinks, oh, sure, you get to go to a hotel and you're having dinner and it's, it's, it's fun for you. I'm the one struggling here with the kids at home. So there's often a real disconnect about what that experience is like. Um, and there are moments where it is easier. It is easier to be going for dinner and having only one person to worry about and not have to deal with all the fighting and screaming. So there's some guilt and some shame sometimes that can come from that. So having really good open conversations about that is important. And then be prepared for that. When you call in to speak to your spouse and they're saying, oh my God, this happened. Before you, you know, sort of, well, you know, it's not easy for me. Just actually mirror to them. Take a few minutes and use the calm technique with them. Go back to episode one or two to actually get refreshed on that. It's hardest to do with your spouse, but taking that moment to really connect with them, to not get defensive, to just hear them to validate their feelings goes a long way. They actually can really calm down and then they'll turn around and say, okay, tell me what's going on for you. And you'll have a much more open, much more pleasant conversation if you can do that. Same thing with the kids. So when they call to complain, you missed this and he did that and she did this, lots of mirroring, lots of connection. You will get that oxytocin flowing. You'll get the child to calm down and then you'll be able to switch over and talk about more positive things and more pleasant things. Just because you're away either at the office for long hours or traveling doesn't mean you can't have these amazing connected times with your children. The other thing that's really important is making sure you're taking time both for your marriage. So even though you're busy and doing crazy hours and all kinds of stuff, you need to be making sure that you have regular walks, uh, shows that you're watching dinners out, making that a priority with your partner, with your spouse. Um, that tends to be one of the first things to go, but that is actually what feeds us. It what It's what fuels us. You think that a dinner you know, isn't, what can that do for you in the middle of a busy week? But it actually can do a lot, especially if you make a deal that you're not going to talk about finances or the kids. You're just going to talk about fun and potential trips and um, things that you'd like to be doing or projects that you'd like to be part of. No, no conversations that are really intense during those kind of very special sacred times. Um, I highly recommend that. And then time alone, which is hard to take when you feel like you've been away or you're working long hours, but you need to be recharging that battery. So there, you know, exercise or you know, riding bike or going for walks or doing things alone. And setting that up with your partner ahead of time so they know that you're nurturing yourself so that you can actually have that time to spend with your family. Also making sure that your partner is taking that time, your spouse is taking that time um, to do what they need. Uh, and that knowing that naturally, if you've been away or been you know, working you know, on a huge project or something, you haven't been home a lot, that when that uh, kind of comes to some kind of the crescendo has passed and there's a little bit of time, as tired as you are, and as much as you need to balance that time, 
you also need to take over um, and give your spouse who's been spending most of the time with the kids some time to themselves. It is absolutely important. Um, in times when that's very difficult, remember how important divide and conquer is. Take one child, your spouse takes the other, you take two, she takes one, she takes two. Um, you, you sort of moving that around. So you're spending more time one-on-one -on -one with your kids. They're much more pleasant often one, one-on-one. You get to see their, their joyful side, their playful side in a different way than you do with their siblings. And if you're doing something together as a family, one takes one kid for part of the morning, the other one takes the other, then you meet for a snack, then you switch kids, then you go off and do something else, then you meet again for lunch, or you go and see the elephants or you're at the zoo all together, and then you split up again. Sort of expanding and contracting can help a lot to manage family dynamics and make sure that everyone gets quality time with each other. Um, this is a really difficult one, and it comes with a lot, a lot of layers of um, guilt and worry and all of that. And sometimes by getting defensive and feeling ashamed about it, um, we end up and come home frustrated. And then we're ending up sort of contaminating in a way the quality time that we do have with our kids with all of these layers of emotions. So it is really important too to have good conversations with your kids about the time that you're away and how to spend the time um, in, a, you know, in a quality way when you do get home planning and structuring, having a big family calendar. I cannot stress enough how important that is so that the time that you're away is actually on the calendar. Uh, the times when you're going to be home late is on the calendar. The times that you've carved out uh, for one-on-one -on -one time and family time is on the calendar. That can really do a lot to help everyone and bring st stress levels way, way down. So hopefully this helps. It is definitely busy um, out there. It is difficult to, to navigate these things and make it all work. But remember that love and language and empathy and compassion and even a short conversation, even a conversation that lasts just a few minutes in the kitchen for two seconds with your teenager, they can walk away going, wow, that really felt lovely. I loved that. Um, and sometimes those beautiful moments are better than two hours sitting together and not talking or having non-meaningful conversations. So remember, it's not necessarily the time that you're spending, it's the quality of that time that you're spending. And remember to dig deeper into what we teach at Connected Parenting. We've got our online courses. We've got the version that's just on demand, that's just video. We have another version where I'm actively involved with people in the Facebook group, um, answering questions either by audio or video. Uh, monthly coaching calls where I'm interacting with everyone, which is really fun because it's people from all over the world. We have our village where uh, once a week uh, parents meet, uh, support each other, have really good conversations. And there's at least two connected parenting therapists, uh, coaches in there at any given time. It's a very rich, very supportive environment. My books are out there. Keep listening to my podcasts. We're doing everything we can to help you on this parenting journey. And I will look forward to seeing you again next time on the next episode of Connected Parenting.